What's up? We are back with more Inside the Green Room. I'm Danny Green, my co-host Harrison Sanford. This episode is brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care. And my boy Norman Powell on the show today. Big Norm came back to, to talk about Toronto's aspirations for the season, how I should receive my ring, and also the social injustice, which is a bigger picture, more important matter. And what I revealed in the new Leave a Legacy documentary with the championship team with the Lakers. Let's get into it. get our guy Norman Powell on the show and you guys will hear that interview uh, in a bit later but as Danny alluded to in the show open uh, in the recent Leave a Legacy documentary produced by the Spectrum Sportsnet crew shout out to them uh, our production partner for last year uh, Danny uh, revealed that he had COVID uh, before going to the bubble uh, Danny I'm curious a, a multitude of things one why did you decide to 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 let them know that obviously the Lakers kept that information close to the vest uh, throughout the entirety of the bubble, the off season. You give us some context as to why you decided to reveal it then. I mean, it just, it just came out. I don't know. Uh, I think they were great with respect to my privacy. I told my teammates when it first happened, obviously they were like, oh, a couple of players from the Lakers have it. We didn't make it public. Um, but at the time it was very sensitive. Um, now everybody kind of has gotten it and, and gets, you know, it seems like it's going to get it. You haven't gotten it. Hopefully, nobody gets you know sick from it too badly, or gets you know really severely injured or hurt, or doesn't pass from it, um, because it is a very serious disease. People need to take it seriously. Uh, but at the time, I, I didn't want people to worry. I didn't want to see receive a bunch of messages or text messages or you know people reaching out. And I, I was fine. You know, I had one day of chills and body aches, and I recovered fine. I was working out and I was good. Um, but now it's that everybody's getting it also because. I let it be known, I, I don't think, you can catch it a second time, but I had uh, antibodies and I thought I was going to say immune to it, but I had the antibodies to where I think I'm pretty safe now, hopefully not catching it again, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, it just came out in the interview. Uh, everybody respect the privacy. I didn't think it was a big deal at this time. You know, I, I made it through it. I don't think there's any worry or concern anymore when people do catch it or us athletes in particular, um, everybody else, you know, there's more concern, but said I made it through safely and healthily and I was fine. And, and that was months ago, it was a long time ago and it doesn't matter now. So you know, hopefully I can continue to keep playing, staying healthy and not catch it again. And you said that right now, said it's, it's not as sensitive as a subject as it was back then, but you know, still need to take it seriously. How you and I operate, and I think this is part of the reason why we've been uh, friends for a while. I think we always have the positive outlook on situations, even when they don't seem the most bright. Um, so I'm not going to talk about any negativity uh, as it pertains to you and how it might impact your play, because I don't think you operate that way mentally. But I imagine that possibly you've had conversations with guys in the league who you know might have had it, or through back channels might have you know they might have had it. That maybe there was some concern about lung capacity or ability to play or things of that nature. Uh, I think of. Uh, the defensive end for uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Miles Garrett. And he's been playing well this year, but he has admitted to the media he's had time, uh, had a hard time breathing. Um, he's had to use an oxygen pump a little bit more than he maybe was used to uh, as he's come back this season and played for the team uh, because he had COVID. So I'm curious, what have you heard from other players that maybe hasn't gotten public yet about maybe there is a sense of, I wouldn't say worry is probably too strong, 
of concern, though? It, obviously, you know, we and you are from New York, so it's a big concern for us. We've seen and heard and have had some people that we've known have passed from this disease, this virus. Um, so we know how serious it is. Um, but I have heard from other teammates and other people from other teams that have caught it and that really went through it. And, you know, we're professional athletes. We're in the best of the best tip-top shape, as you can think of. And if we're going through it, some of those guys have had struggles. I, fortunate for me, lucky for me, I didn't have, you know, that much trouble. But some guys, it took them two weeks to, you know, heal or get back. It took them a week and a half, uh, you know, just to, to feel normal again. They were getting body aches, fevers, throwing up, um, you know, so many things that were going wrong with their bodies and just couldn't feel right. And then obviously lose sense of smell or taste for a while, which are the least important. But um, so these guys, these professional athletes are in tip-top shape and they're going through and struggling and had a rough time. They weren't sure if they were going to make it. So if, you know, some of our guys, some of the guys I know are going through it, I know that your average everyday human being can go through some struggles. If you have, you know, certain genetic issues or lung capacity or whatever the makeup of your inside or your body is made up, it can affect you differently. So, um, you know, we need to take this still very seriously. Obviously, things have been shut down again. Hopefully, people follow the rules and protocols. And, you know, we have obviously a safe season, but also a safe world and a safe country to where, you know, things can open back up normally and safely again. It took longer, I think, first time around because nobody really cared to follow the rules. Uh, but hopefully, they do this time around. We're going to release this episode on New Year's Eve. And I, I can't lie to you, I'm a big New Year's Eve guy. I'm going to have some FOMO, uh, but the idea of me, bringing in a new year by catching the virus is not cool at all. Uh, so <laughs> I think uh, this is maybe our way of kind of telling the public that as much as you'd want to go out there and enjoy the ending of, a ter of what people would call a terrible 2020, uh, don't ruin it by starting 2021 with COVID-19. Stay safe, celebrate safely with your families. Uh, best of luck to everyone. So it's gonna be a weird year. Holidays are very weird for all of us. First time in 10 years I was home for you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I got a chance to spend time with family, which was great. Uh, but did it safely in a home and New Year's will be flying and playing. So there ain't no time to celebrate and the city shut down. So um, even though we're not able to do much, I know some people in certain cities are, but I, I suggest you guys do it safely and said, let's bring in 2021 the right way. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Inside the Green Room. Danny Green, my co-host, Harrison Sanford. This conversation is brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care. And we have the one and only Norman Powell on the show. <laughs> Norman, what's up, my guy? I appreciate you joining us, man. It's a pleasure seeing you. We just played you guys. Um, you guys have been doing, I mean, obviously moved to Tampa. How's that? How's the bubble life in Tampa or quarantine life in Tampa, even though Florida's kind of open? Uh, describe the transition adjustments from Toronto to Tampa and playing now, with uh, obviously with the Raptors still and how the team is different from last year to now. Yeah, um, man, a lot, man. You know, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, second time being on uh, the podcast with you, the show. First time was in Toronto, the live audience. It was amazing. So happy to be back. Um, yeah, shout out to the Toronto honestly, fans. Man. Sorry we can have you guys on. We can do this again live. Hopefully in a year or so we can do this again live. But shout out to the Toronto fans. But go ahead, Norm. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you good, brother. Um, man, yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind, honestly. Um I know not only for myself, but for the team, you know, especially coming off the bubble, uh, the shortened off season. And then 
not being able to go back to Toronto and having to pick up and move and uh, have training camp in a hotel yet again. Uh, you know, it just seems like we've always been on the go. We haven't really had a chance to settle in and settle down. Um, so it's been interesting. It's been tough. Um, just, you know, with the focus, um, trying to get everything organized. You know, you've been running around like a chicken with his head cut off, just trying to find a place to stay. Um, I've only been in this spot for like a week and a half now. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's been a little, a little little adjustment period for us, but I think um, we're finally starting to get settled in in the new home in Tampa. Um, guys are starting to get adjusted. Um, like you said, a whole different team from last year, uh, per se, just because, you know, um, we only have, uh, I would say, five guys from returning from that championship team still on this team. Uh, everybody else is really new um, or, you know, having to increase role, um, getting more playing time. Uh, more opportunity this year. So it's a learning curve and learning experience, as you saw uh, with us. And you see uh, the early parts of our season, the first two games we've had and then playing you guys. Um, we're still trying to figure out the little kinks and the chemistry, uh, how to get things rolling and um, figuring out how to, you know, get back to our winning way. So it's early in the season. Hopefully, you know, we can build that uh, chemistry quickly. So, uh, you know, we can continue to stay competitive and continue to go after that championship. For sure. You guys will be fine, man. It says really early in the season. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand the challenges and how many plates that we have. You know, I say it's a lot on our plate, but we have multiple plates. We have to take care of the family life. That's another plate, basketball life. Mm -hmm. And what you guys said is a quick turnaround. Transitioning, nobody's realizing you guys can't go back to your homes in Toronto. You have to pick up, mm -hmm. move, stay in another hotel, which is them in another bubble, adjust, and you have a gym and another hotel where you're doing training camp at, which is not a normal arena. Um, mm -hmm. In front of fans, which I hear are not really your fans. Some of them might not be cheering <laughs> for you. They might be cheering for yeah. other teams. Yeah. You. it's so crazy man and then it said you got to play a basketball game and figure it out with new guys on the team um you know and you balance the challenges of figuring out minutes uh, coaching staff new players mm -hmm. systems um but you guys will do just fine man I, I know you guys still have it with your well-oiled machine offensively great coaching staff and a great front office organization you guys are going to figure it out and get some things done but um you know for as much as you guys have gone through you guys look pretty damn good and i said i have a lot of faith in you guys but hopefully not too much luck I'm back in the East now. I'm on a different team. <laughs> but I know yeah, you guys are sure to do great. Yeah. Hey, hey, Norm, I know you have some familiarity with, with Danny's game. Do you remember when he was in that uh, slam dunk contest by any chance? Come on, the dude asked me if I was he was Gerald Green. <laughs> that, was, that was in the live. That was in the live. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, oh, my God. That was uh, for, wrong for green. For yeah. For those who are wondering, uh, we, when we did our first live show in Toronto, uh, before the Raptors started their playoff run two years ago, uh, we asked somebody in the crowd, somebody in the crowd asked Danny a question. Norm was our guest for that live show and they confused Danny Green with Gerald Green and they thought Danny had the hops of Gerald Green, which no offense, yeah. Danny, you just don't. I mean, he's a world-class. No offense athlete. taken, bro. I don't, I don't jump that high. I'm not yeah. dunking, I would dunk the ball consistently in like five to 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Norm, I, I, as part of the Dove Men Plus Care program, we do want to talk about some social justice issues as well. Uh, but before we get there, I'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of X and O's with you uh, real quick. One thing that a lot of uh, people who watch the game have noticed, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it too, and it was evident uh, when you guys played against the 76ers, uh, Joel Embiid, I think, finished with 16 free throws. And I think mm -hmm. as a team, you guys only got to 13. I know you, you definitely didn't pass his individual mark. And on the season, you guys have really struggled getting to the free throw line. Um, we all know it's important. Have you guys talked about it as a team? And, and, and where do you see that maybe, do you see an improvement there? 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about a lot of things as a team, you know, especially um, uh, I know Danny's on the sixes and everything now, but, you know, when we're giving up uh, leads in our uh, last three three games, you know, um, and just where we went wrong and how we can do better, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, go into um, not being able to close out a game, you know, uh, and we've done it three times in a row where we've had double-digit leads uh, heading into the later part of the game, and you just haven't been able to sustain that. Um, some of it is shot, shot selection. Some of it is uh, ball movement. Some of it is just uh, making the right plays that are in front of you, uh, playing together on defense. Um, but uh, like you said, you pointed out the free throw uh, thing. You know, I think um, we got to make a concerted effort uh, with everybody on the floor, you know, to make, attack the rim, attack the rim to score the basketball and not look for fouls, you know, um, that's a kind of part of anticipating that you're going to be fouled and the ref's not giving it to you. For sure. And I think obviously that will have a big impact. Uh, I predicted you guys would be a top four team in the East just because of the continuity that you guys have. So uh, looking forward to seeing that after that game that you guys played against the Sixers, I can go back to rooting for you guys. Um, <laughs> now you guys are in Tampa and I was, Danny and I were looking forward to when he was with the Lakers, looking forward to going back to Toronto. We had a live show planned. And then that was the week before the league just shut down because of COVID. Uh, I'm still look, I'm looking forward to going back. I'm looking forward to hitting up Kensington Market. It's I want to get back to Scotiabank Arena. I want to get back to the rec room. I want to get my dinner from Pi. I got my places I want to hit. Um, and then there's one thing that I do want to see, Norm, and I need your help here. Mm. I want to see Danny in Scotiabank Arena receive his ring in front of fans. Now, Danny, on the other hand, that was supposed to be the night. Well, obviously, in COVID, shut that down. Yeah, yeah. Danny, on the All other right. hand, wants to get his ring maybe when the Sixers see you guys in Tampa. And I'm like, I am so disappointed in this decision making. Norm, Why? can you please? Are you on my side? Because I think he should get it in front of the fans whenever the whenever that happens. It might take a while, but I think he mm-hmm. should wait for that moment to get his ring and have the fans, you know, salute him for his work. I think I, I, am I, think I am I wrong? Um, I agree with you, and I don't agree with you. You know, I agree with Danny. Like, man, it's time to get the hardware. Like, you put the work <laughs> in. You got to add that to the collection. You know what I mean? Back to back championships. That uh, you know, you need to stack those uh, rings together. You know, and then on the other side, on the flip side of it, when you know Danny does go back to Toronto uh, in front of those fans, he's going to have a tribute video. You know, he's st- he's still going to have that love you know, from the fans for being there and, you know, bringing that championship pedigree and that championship uh, to the city. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's a uh, added I thing of, like, one both. in that, oh, the ring. Of, yeah, it's kind oh, of like, do both. You can get the you know ring still, so still kind of doing it. And you're still going to get the video tribute when uh, he goes, you know. I mean, it was one hell of a season uh, that nobody's going to, you know, forget. So he's still going to get the love in front of the fans. So uh, I'm with Danny and wanting to get the ring, like, now and then. <laughs> still getting a tribute when we go back to normal uh, it's just it just it just feel it feels different it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right you know I what you should do danny you should hit up both. phil you see what phil, phil see what phil has done I'll, I'll see what phil does um but yeah I, I listen i said i think you could still do both you can get the ring and you can still kind of get celebrated in front of the fans when i do go back uh but he has to go he ring. has to go back to 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 la too and get his i ring. do you know what i'm saying so he's like, not he's gonna be in front of fans He's saying I should right. wait. For that, like, he should just wait, just wait it out, man. But you, you're not rock, or where you gonna where are you gonna rock the ring to? For what? I'm not gonna rock it. But listen, exactly. so I have two exactly. rings that I haven't so picked up yet. It. Everybody else has gotten their rings. I've seen people yeah. that's not even seem to have rings. 
And I'm like, I'm the only person that doesn't have it yet. So it nah, went from I was one week away. It was I was a week away from being that close. One week to being a year and a half now. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it did take a while. So wait a year and a half, and another year after that, we don't know when this COVID is going to happen, and when Canada is going to open up the borders for us to even play there again. I have to wait two yeah. and a half years just to get it. No, get I'm that. Like, nah, we got to go get that, man. We can't yeah, wait. Yeah, we need that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking over here like it's my ring. I'm still disappointed. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants. He loves the celebrations. You know, he loves the party. Yeah. Oh, of course. But, we can still yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, gotta get the hard work. The ring, and I can still do yeah. that after. Depictions of black men in media and culture too often lean to harmful stereotypes. That's why my brothers of the MBPA and I are partnering with GovMen Plus Care to change the way black men are seen and treated. With Commit to Care Now, Care stands for Care About Racial Equity. The MBPA's mission is to protect, support, and amplify. This partnership is based on that foundation to protect and support the players and their rights and amplify their voices. This initiative will help create a world where Black men are cared for, respected, supported, and protected. Together, we are changing representation in media and culture, supporting public safety and voting rights, and advocating for policies like the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, H.R. 7120. We created a petition everyone can sign to demand the Senate pass H.R. 7120. Switching subjects again to something a little more serious, man, and a little more important. The most important, I think, in the world right now today. Um, obviously, we're in the bubble. Things were very uh, hectic, different, and everything was more publicized um, more then than now. Obviously, we should we need to bring light back to it and keep emphasizing uh, what's important. So the bigger picture uh, in our world, especially in our communities, coming from black and brown homes, uh, minorities. Big shout out to Drew Holiday, Patty Mills, and Norm, guys that have donated their checks, um, you know, funds, anything that they've donated from, and you got the UTG, your proceeds are going to certain organizations. What can be done to achieve more and to keep, you know, that movement alive? Um, yeah, well, back in the bubble, you know, uh, I wanted to make a sort of concerted effort, you know, and uh, put my money where my mouth is, you know, especially... Uh, in uh, the heat of the moment with uh, the George Floyd intimate uh, uh, incident, you know, we, we wanted to uh, put everybody on notice that we're not just talking about this as athletes, you know, um, that we're willing to uh, put up uh, and, and support uh, different organization, organizations that are uh, moving towards change, positive change. Um, so for me, um, I wanted to do uh, something back in Toronto because I've been in Toronto for six uh, years now uh, it's my sixth season um toronto is literally like my second home um i sat down with uh, uh my team and uh went over a bunch of different organizations and found uh four uh, that are are something that relate back to me you know that i can you know feel proud about the two that i have uh stateside uh, is the color of change and uh campaign zero uh, the other ones i have is uh, the Black Youth Helpline and Black Women in Motion. Now tell us so, about that. I know we know that your mom is heavily involved in everything that you do and mm-hmm. how uh, passionate you are about pushing the envelope, putting on notice uh, and supporting our Black women. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, bring to light, obviously, people, people that don't know that haven't seen the lives or talked to you or understand what is your foundation and where that, that drive and that passion comes from when it comes to you and your relationship with your mom? Uh, yeah, you know, um, growing up, um, I was the, the youngest of, of three. Uh, I was the only boy in my family. Uh, all my brothers that I call my brothers who are really like brothers to me are uh, friends that I grew up with and we have a really close bond. Uh, 
but yeah, you know, seeing uh, the black women in my family, uh, you know, go through the things that they've gone through um, <clears throat> in school, in the workforce, um, seeing my mom uh, raise uh, me and my two sisters on her on her own, uh, you know, struggling, uh, trying to make ends meet um, as, you know, a lot of uh, uh, inner city kids um, experience, uh, uh, put a different view on how I see things and how um, I go about it, seeing how strong uh, black women can be. Uh, so like, like what we learn in school, you know, uh, um, you know, when you go date back to, you know, uh, the slave back in slavery days um, um, and how the, the views and what women were used for, you know, it was very demeaning. Um, and uh, growing up in a, in a household with, with all black, strong, powerful black women uh, making their way through life and being positive and being very successful uh, in multiple fields, um, it, it sounds a different light, you know, and you want to be a part of that change to show that our, our Black women are strong, are powerful, uh, and have more to offer than what uh, society uh, deems as possible. You know, as we look at everything that's happened in this past 2020, there's been a lot going on. And whether you're a, a Democrat or a Republican, I think there was a sense of uh, elation or inspiration that was drawn from Kamala Harris being uh, nominated and selected as the VP for the United States of America. I can remember a, a multitude of women and black women in particular uh, who took that moment as a, as a powerful moment for them. And I think uh, as we go forward here, we push forward, I think the images that are portrayed of black men and of black women will help overall uh, change maybe the perception that maybe those people that aren't a part of the community might have from the outside. Um, and so that's why I applaud you guys for, you know, people just see you as athletes on the outside, but when you come across as respectable men who care about things that matter uh, and, and putting your efforts towards improving the community and society, I think the perception of you then changes from just what you do to who you are. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's very important for uh, you guys and people who are public figures to continue to set those positive examples. You know, so since in the bubble, I think the, Toronto, the Raptors were the, were the main leaders of, of, you know, pushing the envelope and letting it be known, um, the whole organization, you know, from the bus to Back Lives Matter, and they've been a great uh, leader and playing a big role in this. Um, since the bubble, obviously, and, and since the election, things have, you know, kind of quieted down some. Um, but I, I commend the guys like Norm, like Patty Mills, Drew Holiday, uh, just, you know, using their money and proceeds uh, to bring light to this or continue to bring funds to people uh, or the bigger picture or the more important, you know, people that need it. Um, so, yeah, man, this is something that we have to continue to keep alive, continue to try to uh, push forward, continue to keep um, the conversation, uncomfortable conversations going, keep people's names alive. Um, and, yeah, I think I said what Norm has done, what the Toronto Raptors have done, always said I'm proud to be a part of, had been a part of and played for them um, by what, how they lead by example and said not just by using their words, but by action. And all those guys, man, I'm, I'm happy and proud of them. And, um, you know, it's an honor to call them family and my brothers. Um, but, yeah, so we keep, I said, doing what's right. It's part of our duty to give back to our communities and help, and said, create generational wealth and so many other things, educate our people and also people around us um, to know, you know, and how to attack this the right way, I think we'll get changed a lot faster. Uh, and I think we're, we're seeing change, you know, we're seeing the country change a little bit, everybody's losing hope, but now our, our offices are changing now. People are getting out and voting more. 
um, it's great to see, man. And now keeping hope alive. And we have a lot of people that are on high platforms like ourselves, high other professionals using their platforms for the right, you know, the right way and doing it for the right causes. So we keep at it, man. I said, I, I can see because before it was like we had hope, but now we're going to, it's going to take hundreds of years for this. If we continue to, you know, keep pushing this and having our people in the right places doing the right things, you know, we can get changed a lot sooner than, than, you know, when I have grandkids, I, I don't have to worry about my grandkids going the same things that I did or my dad went through. Norm, I imagine, and I know Danny was by some of the actions from, from Jeannie Buss being a supporter of the Black Lives Matters movement. I imagine you might've been even more emboldened about you know the team that you play for, the city and the country that you represent by all the outward uh, actions and public actions that the Raptors organization was putting forth uh, during that time in the bubble. Uh, either whether it was something big, like you know having the bus that said Black Lives Matters to uh, the efforts that Nick Nurse would do to, to make sure that people uh, were voting, uh, the Americans that are living in Canada. I, I'm sure those efforts and those, all those things helped embolden who you were as a Toronto Raptor. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, honestly, to have the support, uh, honestly, what uh, you know, the other teams that represented around the league is amazing to, to see you know, uh, our league, I think, uh, for the, for the most part was, uh, the leader, um, and, uh, the social justice, uh, misses in charge, you know, uh, allowing us to be able to be ourselves, allowing us to speak our minds freely, you know, with, with no, with no punishment for us to, uh, tell our story, uh, tell, uh, uh, what happened to us growing up, tell, uh, the, the side that people really don't get to see, you know? Um, I thought that uh, as soon as everything, you know, kind of happened and went down, you know, the first thing uh, we did as an organization was meet uh, when we were in Naples, getting back into the flow of things and uh, coming down, we sat down as a team, you know, and openly had a discussion about uh, what's on our hearts, what's on our minds and how you think we should approach um, uh, this topic um, to make change. You know, is there anything that we can do as an organization to support you as players? You know, so it gave us the freedom uh, to go out and, and, and speak our minds and, and have the backing of the organization, of the owners, um, and say that we're right here with you, uh, from your, your head coach, uh, from Masai, from, from Larry Tannenbaum, I mean, all the way down the line. You know, it was really, uh, you felt that family atmosphere. So when we were in the bubble uh, going through it, if, if we were struggling with, uh, what we see on a day-to-day -day and the social media, uh, uh, just being what you see back home in your communities, we're able to have those outlets to talk um, and speak freely. So I, I, I loved and I still love uh, the work um, that we're doing. Uh, you know, that's one of, you know, Danny knows about the pillars of, of um, how Nick uh, approaches the season and the different things that we need to have uh, each day to give ourselves the best chances of winning. You know, and right on top this year was... Uh, uh, being an advocate for these social injustices, you know, and not uh, letting those, um, uh, letting uh, this moment um, get put on the back burner. You know, this is by far the, the most important thing that we do not let our efforts from the bubble, um, our efforts as an organization just get lost and as the days continue to go on. Um, and to see that as the number one thing uh, is amazing. You know, so um, I love the support um, of the organization um, top to bottom. And uh, I think um, I myself obviously is going to continue to push and be a part of things that are uh, going to get the message out that we need change. Uh, but I think as an organization, we're going to continue to push the envelope uh, together, you know, so we can have uh, not only change uh, in, 
you know, in a small area like the NBA or whatever it is in terms of coaching, all that stuff that goes on in the league, but um, worldwide. This is how Sorry, uh, Harry, but big shout out to the Toronto Raptors, man. And every organization I play for, uh, Jeannie Buss, Los Angeles Lakers, were great with that. Pop, you guys know how big he is of advocate of what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers, you know how big of a voice he had. Um, so big shout out to all those organizations that I've played for and obviously Norm as well. And then everybody else around the league that have been a major role player in this and using their voice uh, to help, you know, push the, the narrative of us getting the justices we need and deserve. For sure, I got to give a bigger shout, big shout out to everybody who's uh, still a part of this movement, still having those conversations, and even when those conversations aren't ha- are being had, I am sure that there are a lot of actions that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, Norm, I'm gonna let you go, but real quick, two things. Number one, this is how I know that you spent time in Canada for a while because you have changed the way that Americans say organization. Because now you say organization. <laughs> have you noticed that? No, <laughs> no, I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Organ- hey, hey, say how you feel, but I'm just pointing it out. And then two, you know, you and I go back. So I'm hoping for you that you found a Jamaican restaurant in Tampa. <laughs> I haven't found one yet, but I'm definitely looking. <laughs> somebody got to somebody got to Uber Eats you from Toronto. Like they got to hook you up with a piece I gotta find one of them. Oxtail. Philly. Yeah, I was talking about that today with our chefs and my, my strength and conditioning coach. Like, we need to get some oxtails in here, man. You, yeah, I think what? we talked to chefs to get make, make you a beef patty. I was like, yeah. oh, that'd be nice, but I highly doubt they got that in the kitchen, man. I don't think they got yeah, that. You gotta, with them. you gotta get that shipped in, flown in, or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Norm, we appreciate the time, Danny. Any last words? No, man. Read, rate, subscribe, review. You know all the things you gotta do. Norm, appreciate you once again, big dog. Can't wait to see you in Tampa. Hopefully, I get to receive the ring. And, you know, then we can celebrate in Canada as well, man. But good luck rest of the season, man. Stay healthy. You know, I'm rooting for you. I'm watching you. Um, stay positive. Things are going to get better. You guys are going to be great, man. I know you guys will be. So we'll catch yes, up sir. soon. Man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me, guys.